Uh, we're back with another episode on the Mad in the Dunya podcast. You've got Ibs, Elms, and Mo. Okay, so on Twitter, you might have seen about um, a couple of days ago, we put a tweet out saying we're going to be talking about um, parents or parenting um, as well as technology, social media. Um, how does it affect the youth um, and whatnot? And I think a brother did message us um, on the last last podcast that we talked about, and he wanted us to kind of elaborate on this topic. Also, we'll do that now, inshallah. Okay, so um, you see, with um, with with uh, controlling what your children are watching and stuff, a lot of the times, like how how much are you able to control it? Because you know, even if even if you're not watching certain things at home, um, or you're limiting, I don't know, you haven't got any Sky or uh, TV as they call it in America or, or whatever it is if you haven't got access to satellite channels like and you're trying to control what the kids are saying I mean watching on TV when they go to school they're still gonna have that influence from other kids you get what I'm trying to say so you, they'll still be exposed to things 100% because obviously there's that kids nowadays got all got smartphones in it like, but even with so if, they, they if you're limiting what you're watching yeah if, even exactly. if your kid doesn't have a smartphone his friend in school does so he's gonna show oh yeah do you watch this I'm like yeah this is probably like that so it's an interesting point. But a lot of the times you learn things from your peers, isn't it? Like, for example, what we know, even like us three. Yeah, language. you know, like for example, our our parents don't speak English like we speak English. Like some of our no. parents can't even speak English. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why is it that? Uh, where did we learn it from? The majority of it's from our friends, our peers, and whatnot. What do you think? Like, how do parents have a say in that? Do they pick friends? I do they? Yeah, but how even? I guess you kind of can because if you if you have if your parents have certain friends and they have children, you're you're just naturally going to be around them. So you you can develop friendships like that, but that doesn't mean when you go to school you're not gonna have another. Mm. So you know what I mean you can't always control it, but I think if you're more open with your children about certain topics, you as a parent I I feel like you have to be aware of what's going on in society. So if you're aware of what's going on in society, you're not like oblivious to what your kids are around. Do you see where I'm coming from? I'm exposed to yeah. So you can't be oblivious to what your your child is gonna be exposed to. So you I feel like when you talk to your child you have to be kind of weary. About these things You have to kind of like You can't just hide them away from things You can't just shout at them What would you think on that? Yeah, yeah, definitely Definitely Um, To be honest, for me Social media That's it Like, If you can if you can focus on social media Limit it You're doing wonders Like as a parent Because 90% of the problems That the youth go through now Is social media based In fact, um, there's a guy If you haven't heard of him You should check him out He's called Simon Sinek you mentioned it before Yeah yeah He talks about how Like once upon a time um, Imagine like you like, In a business setting Yeah um, In a workplace setting Before a meeting People would sit there People would ask each other questions Talk to each other Like someone would say to someone Oh I heard He says that you know I heard your dad's in hospital How is he Is he recovering And they created relationships Between people Nowadays before a meeting People are sat there With their phones And the meeting starts Everyone puts their phone On the on the desk And then as soon as it's finished, people back on the phones and they leave. And you're not talking to anyone. Like, even amongst your colleagues, think about it. Apart from like two or three people, you're not really talking to people. Because on your break, on your lunch, what are you doing? You're on your phone, on your isn't phone. it? Oh, and, um, yeah. and kids, they're affected by it worse because they, they get attached. They get emotion, emotionally attached to anything. And he, took, he actually talks about the dopamine factor um, in social media. So he says like just like how like smoking or alcohol releases dopamine. For those that don't know what dopamine is, what is that? It's um, you know, I go on, go on, go on. <laughs> dopamine <laughs> is a chemical that sort of goes off in your. It's released. <laughs> it's a chemical that's released in your brain when you're feeling a sense of pleasure. So whether you're eating a piece of chocolate, something that you enjoy, whatever it may be, uh, watching a TV program, 
and the social media is a big part of it. But it has to be that you can get addicted to yeah, it. Yeah, being well. praised and and things of that nature as well that would release it as well. Mm. But some are more severe than others, um, yeah. and social media is known to be up there with like one of the highest um, because, like for example, we've all been there. Let's be honest here. Yeah? In terms of live on social media, put it that way. If you've had Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram, whatever, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, you put a picture out there. Half an hour later, you're checking how many likes you got or if people seen your picture. And if you're saying no, you're a liar. Like, full stop you're a liar like um we, everyone does that and it's that it's that dopamine um like you you check it and you think uh, you feel satisfied like ah oh, 10 likes yeah and no then, one wants to put a picture up there and it's got like no likes like yeah exactly or... you know uh, certain people they'll delete a status if an hour later no one's liked it they're thinking well it hasn't reached a certain amount of likes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like they'll get rid of it they'll get rid of it and um for kids it's a different level that's why you know suicide rates amongst kids it's crazy man it's crazy because what happens is they'll put something up on Snapchat like they're depressed or whatever. They might not be depressed at all, but for attention, right? Because they can't go around saying it in person, I'm depressed. People are saying, you know, you're not, you're happy. I can see you, you're playing with your friends and whatnot. But on social media, they can, that doesn't they can necessarily do that. Mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not depressed. Nah, but depressed affects you physically, bro. Like if, if someone's depressed, you can tell they're depressed. You're saying, you're saying they can't hide it? No, 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 you can hide it. But if, if I know you quite well, I'll know whether you're depressed or not. So you're around an individual quite regularly. Quite regularly. And all of a sudden, that's the key word, yeah. change your mood. The way, 100%. The way he's acting around you. Or you're oh, not okay, seeing okay. them so as regularly. Yeah, yeah. Tell, you, might not, you, you might not say, oh, that person's depressed. Be like, oh, something's not right. What's wrong with you? How are you? You're not, okay. you not feeling well okay. today. What's okay. going on? there is regularly, as you said. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, fair enough. And um, they'll, certain times, what they'll do is they'll put on, and kids don't really understand depression anyway. So they'll put on social media, they're depressed. After like, a week here people get bored so they'll start cutting themselves because people are too used to the whole i'm depressed now it's getting boring they start cutting themselves so after that they get bored of cutting themselves and then the next step is i'm not getting enough attention from that suicide do you see what i'm saying and it's, it's crazy but it's mad in the dunya it, was, for real, it really is wasn't there this thing that went viral of um uh, a challenge in which kids were slicing their arms up yeah, yeah, I didn't did come across crazy. that. Years ago. Is that years ago, yeah? Yeah, a few years ago. Which is I heard about that, I heard about that. Mind-boggling to me. But that's what I'm saying. So Even he, um, on Instagram, yeah, I search for, obviously, when you're trying to sort of get into health and fitness and whatnot, you search for certain things. So I was searching for cutting. Like, just people cutting, like, in terms of okay, yeah, uh, dropping their body fat levels. And um, Instagram does something quite interesting. It says, do you want to speak to someone about this or something? Because it's, it's, a, it's a mad thing, isn't it? Yeah. Cutting, like, if you think of it from a different context where people are self-harming, mm, that's yeah. crazy, isn't that's it? That's crazy, exactly. So, um, yeah, and I actually searched for it. I did not get what I wanted in it. Like, yeah. I just, there was all sorts of craziness on there. Things I was not expecting. I was just thinking, before they gave that notification, yeah, like, are you okay? Was Whatever it said, I can't remember exactly what it said. But it was um, in regards to you to seek help for this. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, to, to have that notification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was quite yeah, surprised to see that. that was, yeah, I'm surprised. I was not even thinking of anything like that. Yeah. Cutting. To yeah, me, yeah, it's the, it is, it is. I don't even think of it like that. Yeah, exactly. But obviously, it's quite popular. And because obviously, there's going to be individuals that are going to be typing that. Looking yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite interesting. So what's the, what's the parents' role? So yeah. now I was going to just say, with the whole parent thing now, I think it's more challenging than ever. Especially when we grew up. 100%. Because... There wasn't social media when I was growing up. There was not Facebook. When I mean, it started off up, with it started off with um, MSN, isn't it? MSN, Bebo. and then it started Bebo. with people. And then you had, was it my is it yeah. MySpace? But when that we were growing up, so. we only had limited internet access anyway. And when your parents had to go on yeah. the phone, you had to get off and whatnot. Yeah. And it was a dial-up. I never had internet those times, you know. You know, dial-up. I never had dial-up. Do you know that? Uh, I had dial-up, you know. Yeah, yeah, we had dial-up. Well, I had siblings. Like an encyclopedia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. We had siblings as well that we'd have to share. Like, so I'd get an hour because we had one computer in the house. So like, if I got like an hour. My, like my sister would get like an hour and whatnot and then so it was limited very limited, very limited. and it, was, it wasn't even that my parents were limiting us it was just 
how life was peaking. Yeah, <laughs> technology, that's, that's how technology was, was back exactly. Then. And yeah, um, so. and by the time we had full access to the internet, we were old and mature well, enough. Exactly, exactly, mature enough. So. Whereas um, kids nowadays. Ooh, another oh, thing yeah. is like I was in a bus just recently, yeah, and I realized that the kids are like, what? Yeah, seven, eight, got a phone. Like, but when I was in like school that age, yeah, I didn't have a phone. I'll be honest with you, because phone was not needed. Like, even for, like generally speaking, a phone was not needed because if you're going out to play with your friends, even like weekends and stuff like that, you're just not gonna your friend's house. Yeah, come out. That's how it was. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like texting. No one actually like knocks on no one's door, and it it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. let's meet up there, and it's so it's a whole different. Technology took it to a whole next level. It's challenging because with the whole the whole phone thing, most it seems like most kids got it. But you know what the thing so is, how, how you know, I, you know I, if a parent yeah. limits limits their child going on Snapchat or whatever they feel like they're missing out now imagine they go to school yeah and that's all they're talking about oh did you see that on Snapchat yesterday do you see this do you see that this kid saying no I'm not allowed it certain times yeah what happens is that kid falls victim to bullying what, oh, he's not allowed it he's, he's, a, he's a baby you see what I'm saying yeah, yeah, his parents are playing too much of a role in his life and whatnot. so like, for a parent what, what do they do do they think like okay I'm going to be a good Muslim father, mother, exactly. and protect my child from any fitna that's out there, or they say actually go on there and then expose themselves to to, to crazy stuff. Nice. stuff. Well, rather rather than the bullying, because no one wants their child to be bullied. To be bullied exactly. Exactly. And that's difficult. Man. But again, I feel like you can't shelter them because they're going to be exposed to it anyway. So mm. you have to find some way of limiting it. But how do you limit it? Mm. That is the question. Isn't it? But I know of people that have never had social media. As in, when I say have like they don't even they never they've never even had like ghost accounts or anything, right? And they they've actually fallen behind on like society a little bit. Like people our age, I'm talking. About. I'm not talking about the generation above us, but I'm talking about people our age. They've never been on that kind of stuff because their parents haven't allowed it and whatnot. And then in terms of like what's happening in the world and all of that, even that, I find them a bit socially awkward as well. Because they just they just haven't developed with this generation. Like how this generation has moved up, they, they have haven't. a very shorted life. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So obviously, so you don't want your child to be like that either. You don't. You don't. But I don't know. Like it depends as a as a parent what your priorities are. If your priority is like I'd, I'd rather have my child be like that than be on a lot of fitness, then they might rather yeah, choose the option. Yeah, it comes down so, to priorities. Um, but but yeah, parenting yeah. life is difficult. Like not in this generation compared to previous well, generations. Especially like even our generation compared. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. So much difficult. It's so different. Thing is, as imagine like um, someone that has a child now. Yeah, the child is very young. By the time they reach like sixteen or something. The world's changing even more. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So who knows what it's going to be like? Mm. It's very difficult, man. Very, very difficult. I you feel have to keep up with the times somehow. But how the decision whether they want them their child to grow up to be uh, oh, yeah. kind of socially awkward or whatever, or be exposed to everything and potentially going off the rails. Yeah, I feel like you can't control it, though, man. I feel yeah. What needs to happen is Muslims need together have like a consensus between them to say that look, we're going to limit our kids to having access. Then they won't be the only ones. You see what I'm saying? But when, if he's the only, like, this is the problem. Yeah? If he goes to school and he's around non-Muslims and they're all on it, yeah. that's fine, isn't it? Like, if he comes back home and he's got cousins who aren't on it and his other Muslims friends who aren't on it. Yeah. But the problem is, everyone is except that one particular person and that's when it becomes a problem. Um, yeah, it's easier said than done, I guess, like, parenting. Especially in this day and age. Like, you can, like even if you send your kid into school, even just, like, kids getting into, like, relationships and whatnot, it's a bit... Bro, I feel like as parents, you can't you control what you just got to make the eye, bro. And even then, the prophets, their children were off the road sometimes. 
you know what I'm trying to say? You can't, there's nothing you can do, bro. I, you know what? I think you can, though, bro. I think you can. Obviously, at the end of the day, it's with Qadr, innit? Like, whatever, whatever yeah. it is, it is. But what I'm trying to say here is, certain times you can, and, like, for example, yeah, um, in an example, but he says, he says something beautiful, man. Um, he says, yeah, that he opens the doors to his daughters to come and talk to him because he fears that if he shuts the door and he's that very, very strict parent, you know, like, typical... Um, ethnic father Yeah Like you know Just very strict And you know He's saying I'm not like that Because I feel like If I talk to my girls About anything Anything Like relationships And that kind of stuff Then when they have problems They can come and talk to me Whereas If I shut that door on them Then they're going to turn To their non-Muslim friends And their non-Muslim friends Will give them the wrong advice So I'd rather have that door open And ask them about relationships And things like that So one day They'll be like Oh actually Yeah look I am interested in a boy and I can give them the right advice and say like, okay, if you are, where's he from? How you this and that? And um, is he a potential for marriage and whatnot? Obviously, it might not even work out yeah. that way, but he's leaving that door open for them. Whereas he's the one that's setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's doing, he's going to give an advice. Yeah. Whereas, so whereas he feels if if that door's closed, then his daughter will go up to uh, like a non-Muslim girl and say, okay, what do I do? And she says, well, if you really like him, just sleep with him. You see what I'm saying? And um, obviously, things things get a bit messy from that. Do you reckon? Um there's an issue within the Muslim community where there's that cultural strictness where the parents too strip the child and the child's not comfortable to talk about 100%. certain issues. 100%. Most issues, parents. most issues, yes. most issues, isn't it? Like, it's just too awkward. Uh, certain times you can speak just about certain things to your mum, but especially amongst the Asians, I feel the father plays a very strict role in it, yeah. majority of the time, um, where you, you don't really, you wouldn't really go and speak to them about certain things. Um, you wouldn't be comfortable. Like, why is it also like in the? Well, I, I'm speaking as a, from the Bengali Bengali community, but I don't know about Pakistani and Somali. It's, it's very similar. Mate. I just I think it's an ethnic thing. Like fathers just have that. But you know, I think it's. I think a lot of the times, um, parents in general, they would have like a certain relationship with the child up to a certain point. So say up to the age of eighteen or something, they're very strict. There doesn't necessarily have to be like an age limit, but mm. up to a certain point in their life, they they have um, they're very strict to them. And they're not really open to wanting to talk about certain things. But then when they c- come to a certain sort of time in their life, they begin to s- sort of slightly open up. But because you've set that barrier all these years, it's hard to sort of open up when you're starting to let them, if that makes any sense. So if your parent's trying to take that sort of angle, is again, it's difficult because you've set them up to not mm. be able to sort of open up with you. Oh, exactly. Open up to you. It's better just to like, have that comfortability from a yeah. quite a young age. But, but, to be honest, I can understand it from the father's point of view as well Because a lot of them, they're thinking that, you know, they're working hard Usually, you know, the father, um, ethnic minority household, you know, they're providing for the family and They probably want to set boundaries because they're working hard to do stuff for you, to get you places And if you're just, you know, moving reckless, yeah. it's, it's not really what they want, is it? So, some, you know, there's that good cop, bad cop thing And usually the mother's playing the good cop at yeah. home, making the home and the father comes home and he's but I've spoke to quite a few well no I haven't actually <laughs> but <laughs> I spoke to very few <laughs> what I spoke to two <laughs> I spoke to two fathers um, not from like the older generation they're probably to be honest with you I don't know the age but late 30s so yeah both of them I'd say cool. and um, they talk about how they're trying to be strict with their child saying okay no if, like say they're approaching them say we want to go to a certain party or something and then they're saying no definitely not you can't go and then the mum is like, okay, yeah, don't, don't let your dad know. We will let you, we'll let you go. But just be, make sure you come back at this time. So to find out. Apparently, this is quite common. Certain times, the wives, the mothers, mm. they're a bit too, too, too soft with the child. 
So parents need to have that. Look, before you had the child, it was just you two together. And I understand. I can understand that once you have the child, you're going to have more connection with the child in it because that's that's your seed right there. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, that's a part of you. So I understand that there will be more of an attachment to the child, but I, I feel like parents need to realise before that child, it was just you two, and after that child, is going to be you two, it? as mad as that may sound. So just don't let your child mess up your relationship with each other. You get what I'm trying to say? But I think in the, in the past generations, it was a bit different in the sense that even the wife, to some extent, they were scared of the, the husband. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like even they do certain things and they wouldn't tell their husbands because they they fear the backlash of the husband. So they make the same excuses for their child. So do you think people that um, grew up with that happening in their own household, yeah, they're translating that to their own children? Not in the same household in the sense that it happened to their mother and father. Yeah. I'm saying to them, like for example, they might go back to their mum's house, yeah. right? As a wife, she might go back to her mum's house and she might go and meet her friends and not tell her husband because she feels that the husband's just you know he's a, he's he won't understand a, yeah he won't understand it he won't understand the situation so he feels that she, she might feel that when the kids grow up and they want to do certain things the husband he's just um, you know he's just mad like you react in a certain way so the best thing to do is not tell him at all that's why you need to communicate with your partner properly so that yeah but back in the days bro okay, it's no, easy for us to days. say it's easy. Yeah. okay you have to, okay you have to you have to bear in mind back in the days you have to be you have to be somewhat clued up of it to be able i don't to think in forward. this generation it will happen as much like i don't think a kid's gonna grow up here and go to the mother and the mother's gonna say okay fine just don't tell your father nowadays to be honest yeah the mother's usually the one that's more you know the, the stricter one like they'll say like oh yeah no i'm don't tell my mom and this and that you know a lot of that's happening nowadays the mother's more hands-on when it comes to discipline, whereas that does not really... Like, it, it, in this generation I'm talking about. Yeah but, yeah, but the two sort of examples I gave, there are people in their like, sort of late 30s. Their relationship still sort of seems like they were both brought up over here. Mm. And but that's, the dad's the strict one. Yeah. Okay, maybe so, it's a, like a cultural story. Do you know what it is? Part. The way that you're saying that how um, this generation may be different, and obviously, yes, I, I kind of... I, I see where you're coming from, but the thing is... Switching the topic slightly, but still related, you know, like uh, parents that are abusive. Well, not forget parents that are abusive. Like, say, um, a husband that's abusive. Like, obviously, if a man is abusive to his wife and they have a child, the child is gonna see that. I, I imagine they have a son, yeah. They see that. They're gonna obviously take their mother's side. They're not gonna be because they see that they're able to see. Okay, what my father is doing to my mother is wrong. So they're gonna be taking the mother's side. You get what I'm trying to say? But apparently, a lot of the times these same children they end up becoming abusive later in life to their own partners but obviously when they were younger they took their mother's side so they should be able to understand it but it's like a cycle that continues do you see where i'm coming from apparently that happens i know that um they do replicate that behavior yeah but yeah to be honest what you're saying it makes sense actually it's, it's weird and yeah. when i say it makes sense as in what you're saying makes sense the actual concept doesn't make sense like why would you do that yeah especially why when you experience yeah you experienced it. yeah yeah and you're backing your mom mom yeah and then you're doing the same thing after but for them, in their mind, do you know what? Actually, I was actually reading about this the other day. They can't, you know, people who are abusive, they can't actually control it. So once they've actually, once they've done it once, that power that they get from it and that thrill they get from it, they need help. They need counselling. It's not just a case of just going up yeah. to them and saying, "Bro, that's wrong. Don't do it anymore." Yeah. Any sort of argument, the first thing he'll do is, you know, put his fist yeah, up. Yeah, it's a natural reaction. It's a natural reaction, and um, to, yeah, to, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to mention cases here, but it's very common. It's very common where in the Muslim community, they don't even see it as a problem. And that's, a, that's the thing with Muslims, yeah. We don't see anything as a... We were talking about this the other day on the Jinn podcast, yeah. We don't see a problem as a, as a problem. We just say, okay, 
you know, go, like you said, go to the sheikh or whatever it is, or he'll come around, give, have sabr. You know, these things are needed, but at the same time, deal with it how it should be dealt with. We just dismiss it too quickly. Just yeah, dismiss yeah. it. Like if someone beats their wife, oh, don't do it anymore. Let's all sit yeah, together, yeah. get all the community leaders here, and then, do you see what I'm saying? And they'll say something like... Find out why he's doing that so that you can sort of stop it. Yeah, yeah, person, yeah. Could this individual could, might need help? Yeah, That's and if he does it again, it's probably beyond your capacity to help him refer him. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? They always think that they've got the answers and it's like, no, our community doesn't have the answers. Sometimes things are beyond our community. Like if there isn't a counsellor in the community, go beyond the community and reach out to people who can help. But we don't do that. Yeah, no, if, if, you, if you have a problem or if you identify that someone around you has a problem, you have to let it be known and sort of get help for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important because yeah, yeah. otherwise, how are you going to progress as a community? Exactly. So, no, that, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. But going back to the kids and media, um, you were saying it about how there are positive role Ooh, models. Sorry, okay. another thing. There was apparently, um, not even apparently. I came across something earlier today. Um, I don't know if the woman was Moroccan or Algerian, but she's um, she's sort of making. Um, she made a song about abuse, and like in obviously I don't understand her language, but it was something about if if he doesn't beat me, how do I know that he loves me? I think there's some ridiculousness like that. Okay. Like since people have issues, bro. <laughs> Mad issues, mad issues. Better help these people, <laughs> and may they go seek like Professional. help. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, See sense and that's get help, crazy, man. That's, that's seriously, crazy, man. if you're around people like this, and and you know that they're like that, seriously, you you need to let them know that you need help. Those kind of things like that, yeah, where people will sort of share it to the world, yeah. Someone yeah. might be also be going through that same thing, yeah. like abuse or something, and they thinking, oh, she's saying, oh, that's. That's normal. Well, why, why am I complaining? Why am I? Yeah, because she's normalizing that she's behavior. She's normalizing like that behavior. that person, so the person out there, that might find it, find it. You know what? This is a problem. But if someone else is normalizing out there, and it's public. They're thinking, okay, why am I complaining? Things like this is happening everywhere else. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep my mouth because it's normal. Mm. So that's that's, that's a the problem. Thing, though, these, that's a problem. These types of. But the thing is, TV, they, like media yeah. for kids isn't good. That's the thing. Whether it's about relationships, and do you remember? It's too influential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you remember? Um, do you remember that song? Yeah, back in the day. Um, Eminem, it was on the charts everywhere, yeah. What's it called? I Love The Way You Lie, or Rihanna. Do you remember? Vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. Like, so that, for me, I'm saying that, that like, if you think about it, I Love The Way You Lie, what's that promoting? Lying, it? It's promoting lying. Promoting lying, yeah, <laughs> in relationships. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, these these songs, what kids listening to, is obviously going to influence them, isn't it? And, um, but yeah, Elms, you were saying in it last, last time, in the last episode about how there are positive role models for kids in it whereas do you think the parents need to kind of focus on that like you were saying that they they can and they should in it like for example footballers yeah 100 percent. it's obviously like parents could use these tools like i don't know the tv or social media they could use it to benefit as well so there's something like i don't know like to islamic point of view as well because obviously like so many like Islam's on there, isn't it? Like, using social media, you see little clips and that. Oh, yeah. YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. So, obviously, if in the house and that, they can say, okay, there's so-and-so individual, I don't know, whether mm-hmm. it's in the sheet or whatever, they can just sort of, I don't know, like, play it in the house and just say, oh, that could be, I don't know, like, could that be a potential role model? Mm-hmm. There's some benefits to social media and they can use it to to the benefit as well. But I don't want to, like, say, parents should just lock off the whole social media and the whole TV yeah. thing, because... It's not practical. It's it's not practical it seems as though it's not practical. Yeah. Whether it is or not, Allah alam. But it just, to me, it seems as though it's not. But isn't, isn't that like Little kids For example Little kids You can put a YouTube on And 
make them watch something Islamic or Resident well, Shida they control it themselves they have iPads yeah, yeah, but, yeah but that's a little kid in it but I'm saying what about someone who's like 13, 14 yeah. like they're 15 they're making their own decisions now yeah. right so it's a bit more difficult to say to them that oh look go on YouTube and listen to a talk because he's going to go on his phone going to go in his room and yes. do whatever the hell he likes exactly. oh. yeah, and um, but I remember Sheikh Zahir Mahmoud actually talking about how he goes like certain times yeah our our youth are you know drug dealing and doing doing all sorts yeah in the clubs and whatnot and he goes are you surprised because when they're young you're giving them examples of like Cinderella and you know Batman and whatnot like give them examples of the Sahaba um, give them examples of Umar bin Khattab and then they'll grow up idolizing these people whereas when you're telling them Cinderella the girl wants to grow up to be a princess or yeah, whatever. No, I'd agree to that. I'd agree to that. Huh? I'd agree to that. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to grow up. She's she's grown up to be a, a, pr- a princess, and I'm not saying you know she's gonna grow up wanting to be a princess after that. I'm like obviously teenage years, she'll come to her senses, but the role model nah, from day one things, hasn't they, been right. Yeah. No. 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 These things from when you're young, they have an influence on you. Even if like if you grew up watching Cinderella and you idolized her as a as a youth, like, as a really young child, it has an influence on you. On yeah. You're gonna have some sort of British behavior in you. Yeah. 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 But even then, obviously, to some extent, when you are. Seven, eight, nine—you're gonna let go of that. But what I'm trying to say is, from day one, if there wasn't an Islamic influence, then like, how many of our sisters know particular um, Sahabiyat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or yeah, any any Islamic role model that's that are women. Yeah, we don't really push it. It's not. It's not really even like even when you when um, sort of Muslim role models are pushed, it, it tends to be males. You don't really, you don't really hear yeah, about the female side of things. You don't, yeah. you get me. But then that's the whole. Like, that's why there's, there's, there's a little movement going on with Sheikh Akram. Like he's trying to promote, the, promote whole the whole female, female side. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. trying to promote that fully. So he's done like plenty of research, and he's like pushing it out there. So there's what I'm trying to say is there's now there's a lot of information out there of sort of female companions of the Prophet Sallallahu and like just like um, pious females. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> that information is out there. Anyway. <laughs> With the madrasas, yeah, like what Islamic schools, with Islamic schools and madrasas, yeah, they usually focus on the Quran. A lot of it, I think, we influence quite a lot on heavily on the Quran, on like memorizing, and not even, not like even that, understanding, not even understanding it, yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's yeah. also like the Islamic history and stuff. It's not focused too much. Like how many of us was, especially when I was growing up, yeah. No one told me about the Sahabas and do you know what I mean? Like the lives. I didn't know many. I didn't know. Oh, so you mean like very good. So how could I? Do you, do you, so how mean, could I, do you mean like Islamic schools that we'd go to after school? And that kind of obviously, like the institutions they yeah. do, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the like, actual institutions. Most but weekends, weekends, or whatever. Yeah, like. the weekend ones. Oh, ah, never, yeah. never. Well, well, even after school, yeah. like um, uh, going to the mosque. Never. never. Okay, look, you, you, you see, quick, yeah. you, you see, with Pakistani youth here. When I say youth, forget you. I'm talking like really young kids. Like Sunday school isn't really pushed amongst them. Like you know what I mean, from I even used to sort of help out at a Sunday school, and you, okay, we did have quite a few uh, Pakistani kids, but like I know of many others that don't. Like sort of uh, push their kids to go to these uh, Sunday schools, but the thing is, they push their kids to go to masjid after school all the time. And when you're in the masjid after school, all you're learning, like, why is it that your kid has been going to the mosque for five years and he doesn't even know alif but fa properly yet? Why is this? why is he still going from the qaida? Qaida people, not <laughs> yeah. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Mm. But why is it that he, he he barely knows that he can't even read the Quran properly and he's been studying for five six years? What, what the hell is going on? Do you get what I'm trying to say? And why is it that you're just focusing on that and you're not teaching them anything? Why are you not, like, developing their love for Islam or teaching them about things that are actually mm. going to benefit them in their life? I'm not saying reading Quran ain't going to benefit you, but what I'm trying to say is 
there needs to be some level of understanding. Yeah, especially you got to cater it for a kid. A kid wants to hear stories. A kid wants to be inspired. Hundred percent. You see what I'm saying? And um, yeah, if you're not doing them things, and then you grow up later. And then you're thinking, oh, my kid's not praying, my kid's not doing this, my kid's not doing that. And then they take drastic actions. So some people say, oh, yeah, kids are not hearing stories. Okay, they do, but it's like, it's more about the prophets, isn't it? And then I'm not going to say, oh, I can't say, I can't say, oh, they can't, they can't, they can't. I heard that, but, um, yeah. Yeah. but I'm saying, well, I'm not from, saying. From, um, what, in the masjid you Masjid, that? yeah, like, yeah. So from all, what I learned. Like, all my parents my buy books and yeah, that. From me, it my parents. I got it from my parents, I never got it in the masjid. So had my parents not done that, I wouldn't have got that side of it. Yeah. So my parents at the same time were buying books about the prophets and stuff like that. But not much about the Sahabas. Like, I think as a young child, like, I think you could relate more to the Sahaba and the life and stuff like that. Yeah. The Sahaba go through different things. I think they go more. Do you I think, think the prophets, like the prophets, altogether, you know, they were chosen. Exactly, that's and the guided thing. by Allah. Where yeah. this person, just they, they were yeah, ministers. I mean. You can't see that. They can't even know that. But the you're thinking, okay, they, but they're prophets. They're they're prophets do, yeah. They were able to go through that and come out on top because yeah. they're prophets. You know? yeah. So yeah. I, I, I do see yeah. where you're coming from. So obviously, the prophets they go for the most struggle. That's that's known. But I'm just saying, like, to to relate to someone that's not a prophet. And they struggle like, to win through. You need, really, you need as many like, examples as possible. possible. Like for yeah, example, like Sheikh, Sahib, again, well. Sheikh Sahib, he says how like how like, nowadays, yeah, most most guys, yeah, like young guys, they're they're on nonsense, they? they're on crud because they they wanna be that bad man. They want that road life image, yeah. And he says like if you if you want if you want to give your kids an impression of someone who was bad, who was fearless. Tell them about Khalid bin Walid Tell them about Umar Khattab Because we have those role models yeah. But they think it's in Islam There are no people who are fearless They don't think They can't associate that with Islam So he's saying look, If you want to tell your Because you know boy, like Young kids Especially boys they are, They're into superheroes Because superheroes are fearless They're into And then, then they grow up Superheroes are too fake And then they get into the whole the street life thing If they're de- that desperate Because it's that Again that f- That whole idea Of being fearless Getting what you want That kind of stuff Whereas He's saying Look give them those examples Isn't it Give them those examples Of Sahaba who Who were fearless You know And who did have that image um, And again For the sisters as well like, Rather than giving them Examples of Cinderella and whatnot, Give them Examples of the Sahabiyat Who You know Who are beautiful Who You know Had and men chasing after them Yet they resisted Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that kind of stuff that's, that's needed bro Yeah do you see what I'm saying? Like, that would that that inspire them 100% Would you guys believe or think That the mosques Or I don't know Weekend schools that are Islamic Have some sort of Fail the kids To some degree Yeah Because we, they should share the blame I know you, the parents 100% they're, they're the number one But I reckon the mosques Have some, some fault Simply because I'd say whether it's Somali mosque or any mosque, have, they yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. It's the same. Quran, Quran, Quran. That's what they do, really. But they might do other things, though, but the focus is Quran. And it's the memorizing of the Quran. But then how many of them mem- actually memorize? If, I, if there's actually some success of the Quran, like memorizing the whole Quran or even half the Quran or some sort, yeah? Or even that's like a night, like a third, even, yeah? Majority, I'm talking about. How many actually come out of the oh, mosque? They don't even. They don't memorize. That's they miss about maybe two yeah. just, bro. Or three juice yeah, and then I forget that because after a while you forget them anyway, you forget those juice anyway because you just do other things and you don't. Okay, I I feel that that's completely right. I completely agree with you. A lot of a lot of the kids that I'm seeing, they don't even get to that stage. They don't even know how. To, they can't even open the Quran to a random page and read it properly without stuttering and stuff. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Or even pronouncing the letters properly. Like it, from what I see, it's just years upon years, even from my generation to now, it's the same thing. It's tough, yes, I, I'm exact seeing that. What I'm seeing. There's I'm no seeing. progress. There's no progress. There's no progress. No progress. You get I don't understand why in a lot of mas- in, in a lot of masajid, why don't they start off teaching the kids proper tajweed rules? Why is it that halfway through their life they realize, hold on, 
what I've been taught isn't even right. Like they they've been taught by like imams. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they have, it's not they not they've been they haven't been taught by random members I of the public. Do you know what I'm saying? Though? But with you, that, bro, I couldn't tell you why because they should know this. But it's like no, they but don't certain know. times, yeah. I've Mind seen examples where the imam has led the salah with correct tajweed. Yeah. And then he's teaching kids with, with the wrong touch. Why would you? Like, how, what, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna lie. With that, I've never seen anything like I've that. I've seen that. When I say teaching them, that, 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 that doesn't even know it himself. And then nah, he's like, yeah, that's that. That's that's what, for, for him to be an imam in the masjid, I, I, that's madness to me. Like, why would you appoint an imam who has the wrong touch? Because he's, he's knowledgeable of the deen in other aspects, but he's just which is just not good. Or of age, or that's another thing. Yeah, but I've seen it. Yeah, where the imam, he's his tajweed is on point. But he's getting kids to I don't know if he's teaching it wrong I can't say he's teaching it wrong But he's allowing them to recite it wrong Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. He's, so yeah. he's sat there And he's saying read this page They're reading it And he's, he's not and even he's correcting, correcting them. them He's not even correcting them Because the sounds are somewhat similar Do yeah. you see what I'm saying? He's thinking, ah, close enough yeah, he's thinking that's that's fine. Like the parents would know. Like I'm getting paid. That's not right, man. But you see, with the whole, um, I feel like parents keep ref- like they just keep referring other people, like their kids to other people. Mm. So it's like, no, 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 no. Step back and take some responsibility yourself. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. You get what I'm trying to say? Definitely. Because like the thing is, we could we could say like, look, everyone needs to be conscious. Like the people, you have to understand. Yeah, a lot of the kids that are going to the masjid, their parents they don't have that connection with the deen. So they're just they're just sort of shoving their kids away and putting them in a masjid. So like yeah, yeah, they'll teach them. So as um, committee members of the masjid, they have to be somewhat aware that um, some of the kids that are coming to them are of like coming from that background. So they should make sure that their sort of curriculum is set in place so that the kids are able to benefit. But the thing is, you as a parent, you can't think okay that the institution is going to be doing that. You can't say I'm saying the institutions they need to take care of things for themselves. But the parent, you don't just rely upon that. Take responsibility yourself as well. And make sure that that institution or that masjid or whatever is doing its job properly. Do your research, do your homework, go there, find out. I don't think enough parents... And if they're not, don't send them to that masjid. I don't think enough parents here, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Neglectful? No, like, I don't think they question the, the masjid or the Islamic schools they're taking them to. 